Good morning and welcome to episode 50, 50 of the Jaguar Report podcast. My name is Gus Logue, joining by co-host John Shipley. Episode 50, John, what better way to kick it off than the kickoff of the season? Did did you see 50 coming? I I, I know we say this literally every episode as an <laughs> yeah. higher, but 50 <laughs> especially. I I that that is not a bet I would have uh I would have took. Why don't we start this in like the 2021 offseason? Or you started it before me, but then I joined <laughs> around then, I think. Yeah, no, it, I started in like 2019, but it started in 2019. Wow. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I remember being in the middle of a podcast when Tom got fired. And, uh, but you, uh, it really started in 2021. It didn't start without you, Gus. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really just the John and Gus show after all. But yeah, don't listen to any pre pre Gus episodes. I, 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 I would love to try to take them off the internet. Yeah. That would be advised. But today we're going to do a little game week one preview. The Jags play at Indianapolis for their season opener on Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, John, before we dive into the first game, maybe we'll do a little season refresh. Uh, what was your like? What was your record prediction for the Jaguars when the regular season schedule first came out? I will say, before we get into that, I do want to take a victory lap on Kadarius Tony in 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 in, in oh, front of in front, in front of in front of the, the very no, first no. This is the this yeah. is our. This is the Kadarius Tony victory lap right here. All right, Mr. Percy Harvin, two catches, 30 yards against that line every single good game he has. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen from an NFL wide receiver. Literally would have been better off with current day Wes Welker on the field. It's not like Sky Moore really like did anything either. Like, Sky Moore stinks too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott Moore stinks too. And that, that, that entire Chiefs receivers room. I, I I feel like Valdez Gantling is by far the best one, and that's that doesn't seem ideal. But I think Rice uh, is like I, I'm, thing, but he's also a rookie. Yeah, same. And Justin Ross, like he's clearly like receiver. Like they they had like seven active receivers yesterday, so he's clearly not uh, up there. But I I just I just want to take the victory lap. Every person who's ever tweeted me disagreeing about Tony. That was my victory lap. I don't care what he does. Nobody covers him. <laughs> if Jonathan Gannon was a defensive coordinator for every team he played, he'd be a star, but he is not, and he is not. So there we go. That That's that's the victory lap of the week. The victory lap of the week. All right. We'll, we'll, have to start we'll, put, we'll put it next to the bulky ball. Yeah. First, how are we right? But never bring up the losses because there are none, right? <laughs> Losses. <laughs> Never heard of her. No, no. But, I mean, in terms of the Jaguars, you know, kind of setting the table for the season, I had them, early, like, when the schedule came out, and this was before training camp, like 13 and 4, just based on what I thought the offense would do. And I was probably a little on the uh, – I'd say optimistic side for the offense, just because Trevor entering his second year with Doug, Calvin Ridley, and then in training camp in the preseason, it looks exactly like, you know, like best case scenario, like you would hope. So I, I still think 12 and 5, 13 and 4, like that, like that's a super high bar to reach. And it'd be still, even 
though it'd still be wild to do with a defense that you know very well could be like in the bottom like 10 to 15 in the league but i think they have the offense to do it and obviously you know you can't you can't go you know fight for a top seed and lose divisional games to bad opponents like you know they have week one so that obviously kind of you know sets the tone for the entire season but yeah that, that that's where i have them and it seems like you're seeing more and more people pick them to either be a top two seed or go to the super bowl which i'm not sure the- yeah yeah couple weeks honestly yeah I, i've seen multiple like reputable people like have them as their super bowl pick and that that has me raising it. I'm like, dang, you yeah. guys are confident, confident. But hey, I mean, I thought we saw from the Chiefs, you know, last night. You know, who knows? That's true. I mean, especially if like, because Chiefs Jags is week two. I would assume that Chris Jones is going to be out, and then probably Travis Kelsey out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll get to that next week. But I had the Jags with a 12 and five schedule originally, and maybe I'd like switch which games are wins or losses, but. I was also just going to stick with that. that. (laughs) I was just saying, like, if I had to change anything, like, I would change specific events rather than, like, their overall. But, yeah, I mean, like, the only reservation I have is, like, other than the depth on the defense that we've talked about the whole offseason, like, Peterson was asked in a presser a week or two ago if he thinks the Jags have assembled a roster that can compete for a title, and he said, like, We'll see. It's a long season. Injuries can happen. So, like, that's pretty much my, like, that would be my reasoning for them having a couple less wins. It's just because it's a long season. Like, we yeah. saw what happened last year where, like, they got unlucky with, like, the one one score losses. Uh, and, like, it could happen again. So, I'm, I'm not willing to, like, rule out a slide either more than 12 wins or less than 12 wins, but I think about 12 is fair. Yeah. No, I mean, and – that, that is fair. Is it wrong for me to say when it comes to defense? Like, I just, I, I don't think people should care. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think it matters. Like, yeah, like, I, I did a mailbag the other day, and, like, I got, like, three or four questions being, like, how how should we actually be excited for the season if the defense is bad? Like, is the defense going to hold us back and stuff? And I'm just like, y'all shouldn't really care. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, the state of, like, football in the NFL. But, I mean, they have a cyborg at quarterback weapons and a good head coach who calls plays that that that's enough you know that they, they don't need the 85 bears that they don't have the 85 bears but they they don't need to be uh to be that you know right definitely in the regular season too like once once i get to playoffs like and they're actually trying to make the super bowl like everyone's predicting then it's like and we'll kind of talk about it but yeah i agree it's like for the regular season like they're getting their offense can be good enough to win so many games I feel like the NFL, especially, we've seen it in, like, recent years, like, teams use that model to success, you know, like a great offense and an average defense can get you, you know, far in the NFL. So, it's not like it'd be, like, a the first time it's ever happened or, you know, I, probably the first time it's ever happened to the Jaguars. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's that, – that honestly, now that I think about it, probably plays a good part in it. Like, they took Tom Coughlin's franchise, the ground and pound, defensive, you know, wall of a team that he, you know, built in 1990, whatever. And <laughs> it is now arena league team for all intents and purposes. And I am, I am sure that's not something a lot of people are accustomed to. They're going to let it rip this year though. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it will be, it will be. So obviously it starts off with the Colts week one, 
I like listening to the Jaguars like players and coaches talk this week, like you can kind of tell like they know like regardless of who the opponent is, like an AFC South game week one makes it like like th- this is one of the biggest games of the year for them. You know, like, like if you, if you start the year off zero and one in the division, like, yeah, you can come back from that. And yeah, you know, they, I'm not gonna say they did last year because they started off one and zero in the division, but they dropped an early one to Texans, and then they dropped one to the Colts shortly after. But you can come back from that. But getting some early momentum is pretty important. I mean, just in terms of like scope of the season, I know it's just one game out of you know seventeen, but this is a pretty big one, right? Totally. I think they are going to, like, as a team of, like, not looking back to, like, last year and, like, the wild card game and then, like, their matchups with the Colts and not to come looking, like, too much, too forward ahead in this season and, like, looking forward to how, like, good the team could be. But, yeah, they seem pretty laser focused on the Colts and, like, uh, Peterson, I don't know if Peterson said it specifically, but Lawrence definitely said that, like, he had a sour taste in his mouth from being 0-2 in his career at Indy. Uh they seem pretty locked in. What what are you looking for on the offensive side of the ball? Well, okay, so the offense it starts with uh, I I I know you you saw last year a so it, it's going to be like Doug Bradley, not Doug Bradley, Jesus Christ, that is some kind of sick Frankenstein <laughs> of Jaguars ass. God, uh, Doug mm-hmm. Peterson, you know, it, it, it seems like every time he's asked about Gus Bradley. Like, he answers unflinchingly, but I'm like, you want to come out of character, don't you? Like, you just want to come out and say it's one of the easiest defenses in the league to prepare for. And that's like, Mm -hmm. I know it's an insult, but I mean, it's like not a knock necessarily on Bradley because, like, I've heard the argument made before by, you know, coaches in the NFL that, you know, yeah, his system's really simple, but his players, they can kind of just play fast because they're doing the same thing every single play, which. Right. You know, fair enough. You know, we saw that with the 2017 Jaguars. So, you know, it's a good yeah. to a degree, you know, that big. But the Colts don't have the 2017 Jaguars on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the field. That So, I think it starts with Doug and his staff against Gus. And the Jaguars, you know, like last year, you know, he schemed the hell out of Gus in the first matchup. You know, I think there was one play where the linebacker, EJ Speed, got matched up with Christian Kirk on a vertical route. And it, it just like, it looked like it was too easy. And then I know they lost 27, I think 31 the second week, but I mean, they still put up, you know, 27 points. I remember Jermichael Hasty had a really big run on a really nicely designed short yardage play. Trevor Lawrence, you know, I think, I, I think that was the game. Like he only had a handful of incompletions. It was all like, I think he only had a handful of incompletions in both games last year, honestly. Like, I feel like he was yeah. like 47 of 55. Yeah, he completed like 83% of his passes against the Colts yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Doug can scheme up Gus Bradley, you know. And right. I, I know you saw the video last year. Where he was asked about Gus. And he's like, man, the thing you appreciate about Gus is he doesn't ever change what he's doing. <laughs> like that. I was like, uh, that's not exactly a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the way he put it was like the thing I appreciate him was like oh he's about to say something nice about him that's cool and it's like no nah, he I appreciate him because he makes my job easier yeah <laughs> yeah so I mean I, I I think that's the first thing you know to look for is you know really how Doug you know schemes against Gus's you know cover three scheme yeah how, how can he get mismatches you know specifically it feels like you know against a Gus Bradley team you know. 
the slot guys really eat. You know, if you can get them matched up against linebackers. And Gus isn't a guy who's going to, like, send the house blitzing. So it's really going to come down to Trevor uh, also, you know, making quick decisions, making the right decisions. But for a guy who looked like his processing speed is at the highest it's ever been, I wouldn't imagine that's an issue. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say that I was, like, looking out for for Lawrence in this game. Like, I don't really care if he completes 90% of his passes, but just, like, the overall cool and collectiveness that he has and, like, how much of a rhythm it seems like he has in both his second year with in Peterson's offense and in, like, the first game with Ridley. Because I think – I agree with you that it starts with, like, the coaching with Peterson versus Bradley. But, like, then leading from that is, like, Calvin Ridley versus the Colts outside cornerbacks. Because right now on Indy's depth chart, they've got – two undrafted cornerbacks from last year set to start outside with Kenny Moore still in the slot. So, like, I mean, like, we already expected Peterson to continue, like, dicing up the defense. But <clears throat> now it'll be interesting to see what he and Press Taylor do to, like, get Ridley the favorable matchups and, like, good looks downfield against these young, inexperienced Colts corners. Who are the Colts cornerbacks? Um, Daryl Baker Jr.? And Dallas Flowers. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Like you pulled that last one out. You pulled that last one out. That, that that last one is not a real name. I don't is the first one a real name? Dallas Flowers gonna have a, Dallas Flowers is gonna have a pick six someday. That, <laughs> I, put it down. Put it down. Dallas Flowers you're, pick six. <laughs> you write it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, right down. Dallas Flowers pick six simply because we're making fun. I was gonna say, like, I almost feel yeah. bad because, like, the only thing I know about these two guys is just that, like, they don't have any experience. And then even like, Kenny Moore can, like, Kenny Moore's a good slot corner, but even he like can pretty feasibly give up like some big plays to Kirk and Ridley. Right. It's not like it's like, oh, Kenny Moore's in the game. Like, Kirk's gonna have a bad game. Or like, who? Who? You know, Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore got dotted up by somebody in 2021, that last game of the year when they beat them. Because I remember the Hard Knocks video and his parents being at the game. <laughs> I don't know the Colts games or the Colts for someone else. The Jags Colts game in like mm. 2021. And he was just getting beat repeatedly that game. I, I for the life of me, couldn't tell you who it was because I'm pretty sure Treadwell, Tavon Austin, and Jamal Agnew were the receivers. So. Yeah. I'm not gonna guess it was any. <laughs> yeah, so I I couldn't I couldn't tell you, but I mean, either way, I, I I'm with you. It definitely feels like this is the week that you know reintroduce Calvin Ridley, and I think even from like a coach's perspective, like getting Ridley started early in the year, giving him some confidence back in his first game would probably do wonders, you know, like for, for him and just his overall, you know, confidence and consistency. If he's able to go out there and produce in his first game back instead of, you know, maybe him waiting a little bit. Yeah, totally. Like even if the Jags win, but then he only has like two catches, then in the back of his mind, he might be like, all right, like a win's a win. And that's like comes yeah. first. But I, I don't like feel all the way back yet. So the, the sooner he's back, the better. And But – like with Dude. this match with the against the Colts, I I do expect him to start fast. Do you so Colts defensive line against Jack's offensive line? Yeah. Where do you stand? Because I mean, 
as far as Buckner, Quiddy Pay, you know, look, Grover Stewart, you know, I mean, they have awesome. solid players on the line. Well, yeah, like Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner, especially in the interior, like that was going to be the area that I was going to say that the Colts could have like a little bit of a mismatch over the Jags. But uh, like the run game for the Jaguars would be interesting because like they ended up having to bounce so many runs outside last year, like for, to get ETN in space. So now with uh, ETN, like maybe improving his vision during the offseason and then like the addition of Tank Bigsby, like what do the inside runs look like and like how do the success rate of those look like, especially with like Jacksonville's left guard questions from this training camp uh, against Stewart and Buckner. I don't think this is a tank week. Yeah. I mean, I think this is ETN week. Like, I'll say my game prediction for a little bit, but like, I think it's like a pretty good ETN week. If, if the other team has good de- interior defensive line, I'm going to say it's an ETN week. <laughs> if they're like lighter up front, I'll say it's a tank week. Like like if they played Honestly. the commander, if they played the commanders again, don't even play tank. Like that's not a tank week. I don't think there's any like non ETN weeks though. It's an, like I don't think there's going to be a week where it's like oh Bigsby's going to have a great game and ETN's going to do nothing. It's like either. Bigsby and ETN will have good games, or just ETN will have a good game. I feel like, but but not a tank week. I mean, like five carries for twelve yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like to give you some context of what I mean. Yeah. So I like I I mean the Colts games, Jaguars games last year. I mean, Stewart and Buckner, like they like especially that first game. Other than James Robinson breaking off a long run, they couldn't get anything inside. Like they they were whooping the Jaguars inside. So that's definitely I think. Uh, big you know thing to watch i'm i'm interested to see i mean to me one of the most interesting things about the offense is pretty much the only rookies who are going to get significant playing time on sunday will be on the offense you know anton harrison starting a right tackle tank bigsby you know getting his touches at running back and then Brendan strange you know as Whatever I, I couldn't even tell you if he's a number two or number three. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem to matter. So, but I mean, it feels like it, any rookies make a contribution. It'll be those three. I'm interested to see you know like how they you know really fare in their debuts. Because I mean, they all had good preseasons. They all had like by like rookie standards, and right. I'm just interested like when the bullets really start flying. You know, for a team that's ready to win now what it means to have three rookies contributing on offense. That's fair. I do think this is a little bit of a nice week to get them into NFL speed because, like, the Colts' depth at edge is a little mysterious. They got Quiddy Pay, who's, like, turning into a good player. But other than that, like, I'm looking at the depth chart right now. I don't – EJ Speed is another edge rusher for them. Like, I don't know anyone on their team besides Quiddy Pay. What, what is it? Uh Dio, the guy they have from, I think he went to Wake Forest. He was like the really Dio. athletic guy. Yeah. Yeah. The press yesterday was like, yeah, Quiddy Pay is a really good edge rusher. And Dio has a lot of potential. <laughs> like, I just killed the guy. What do you think the Colts are saying about Caleb on Chase on now? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the press was there when they had them. Mm. So he, he was like, yeah, we drafted Dio. He had a lot of potential. <laughs> Quiddy's already good though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, 
specifically Anton Harrison. What are your expectations for him in his first game? Because, I mean, the the world got a view at the guy he's replacing last night. I mean, Jawan mm-hmm. Taylor <laughs> off the snap was, God, what more that talked about than – Yeah. So, I mean, w- what are really your expectations for Anton in his first game? I mean, because of this matchup, I like – I think he'll be, like, not flashy, but um, not bad. Like, I think he'll have, like, a fine performance. I'm more interested to see, like, how he does in week two against Carl Aftis and maybe Chris Jones and then week three against, like, Will Anderson. But I, I was going to say, it's kind of wild that I see week three as a much bigger test for him when Will Anderson hasn't played an NFL game yet. But, like, it's true. You know, like, Will Anderson, obviously, great, great college career, had a great preseason. That looks like the week like right now i'm so going for anton like okay this is where we'll see how good he is well i mean yeah i I don't i don't really have any expectations honestly i'm just like looking forward to like watching the tape and seeing how he does and like seeing if whether his mistakes were like he was in the right spot and then just like kind of like didn't execute or if he was like if his mistakes were more just like all over the place and there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve so going into the game, I would expect the case to be more of the first one, but we'll see. Do you remember w- rookie Jawan at all? Wasn't he like really good, or was that Cam who had like a really good rookie year and then it was like nah after that? Jawan had an okay rookie year. It, it was AJ Can way back had like a great rookie year and then kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. Like Jawan had an okay rookie year, but. Like he got like baptized by Von Miller, and I think it was week three of that year. So like it like showed early on, like okay, this is a rookie tackle. But by the end of the year, I remember they played the Raiders in the last game in the Coliseum, and he like pitched a shutout against you know whoever their edge rushers were at the time. I can't even honestly remember. <laughs> I think that was the year he got. Yeah, it was the year he got traded. I, God, I honestly can't remember who it was, but. I remember him being much better at the end of the year. So that's kind of what I expect from Anton. But I do have higher expectations for Anton than I did for Jawan as a rookie. But that's, that's, that's yeah, that's about where I'm at with that. I mean, so anything else with the offense you want to hit before we head over to the defense? No, it's flip sides. What are you looking for for Colts offense for Jags defense? I'll tell you after this break. All right, Jaguars defense, Colts offense. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, we're gonna get this, we're gonna get this timing, timing right. But I, I, I like how we segue. Jags defense, Colts offense. It is, I, I objectively hate the Colts offensive depth chart. <laughs> like I, just, I don't know how their team is constructed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not having Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, it plays like a huge part. Major. Like they, they. I don't expect the Colts. If the Colts have a, any semblance of a running game from their like backfield this week, the Jaguars either made a terrible mistake schematically, got some terrible performances from somebody, or they missed Devon Hamilton way more than anybody thought. Because I mean, you look at the running back room. And there, it's like 
really the only guy I think they have to worry about on the ground is Anthony Richardson, which isn't to say that's easier than preparing for a running back because he's, you know, a, a freak of nature. But it's at least having to prepare for a mobile quarterback and a running back is such would be such a like a pain and so hard to really like you'd have to really pick your poison, but knowing they just had to prepare for basically Richardson on the ground, I think should open things up for them. Yeah, I think it would definitely be like the question for the Jags is like how much how much are they going to miss Devon Hamilton? But I expect Richardson to like get his on the ground, and not necessarily because of like anything about the Jags defense, but just because like the Colts are kind of going to have to, and like. I just I just think he's going to get like plenty of like zone reads and plenty of opportunities for carries and then he's just like good enough athlete that he'll make the most of enough opportunities so like when he does like drop back um or like go look to pass like just like keeping him in the pocket is obviously huge um just like mitigating the damage that he does with both his legs but also his arm just cuz like Alec Pierce and I had a couple like pretty big long uh, catches last year against the Jags. So just like keeping the explosives low, like should be able to get the Jags out of India pretty easily. He had explosive catches against Shaquille Griffin. Let's let's be more more specific. That that was one of the worst games I've ever seen a quarterback play. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just saying like he's like an explosive target and like it's we the Jags have seen it before. No, 100%. I just want to take a dig at, you know, that <laughs> terrible performance. And I, I feel like Richardson, as a deep ball thrower, like, he looked good in the preseason. He's really good. Like, he's – yeah, he's got, like, really good, like, placement. It's kind of wild how, like, his touch on throws to the line of scrimmage is, like, irrelevant or just, like, all over the place. But then his touch on deep ball is just, like, genuinely really good. He is kind of like the Justin Fields syndrome because Justin Fields yeah. is the same way. You know, like, yeah, Justin Fields, right. like – throws like between one and 10 yards could can't hit him get literally cannot hit like dude can barely throw a screen but asking to rip like a 50 yard throw downfield easy yes like the easiest thing in the world (laughs) yeah so i i I, i'm i'm definitely with you and i don't know like obviously if you have a mobile quarterback the biggest weapon for a defense would be a linebacker who can really track him I don't know who the Jaguars would put on him because, like, Fourier is big enough to bring him down and a good enough tackler, but he's not fast enough. And Devin Lloyd's fast enough, but I'm pretty sure he would pinball off yeah. of him. So he's kind of a mismatch for, you know, the Jaguars linebackers in the running game, in my opinion. I think that's fair. I feel like Fourier would be, like, the best matchup if you wanted to, like, assign on one-on-one or, like, have someone be a spy. But at the same time, it would probably be more valuable to – have Foye just like stay in the middle of the defense and like have Lloyd be the one with like the specific assignment. So, cause then like, even if like Lloyd doesn't bring him completely down, just like having that first guy there is going to be pretty important to like limit the first step and like limit how quickly he can kind of get downfield. Uh, yeah. I'm interested to see like <clears throat> Caldwell's scheme too. Like we talked a lot about Peterson versus Bradley. Uh but, like, what Mike Caldwell does is going to be pretty huge because I feel like he's going to need scheme to boost some of these guys up a little bit, at least at the beginning of the season, since, like, Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd aren't going to make major jumps from, like, last divisional round to today or until yeah. Sunday. So, like, what he does on the back end in terms of, like, mixing up coverages and, like, having safeties rotate to confuse a 
rookie passer in Richardson. And then also like the stunt games that he does to like uh, try to like just scheme against like the zone reads and the quarterback runs. And then also like on third downs, like how he tries to get pressure uh, at Richardson, not necessarily like, or not just like at Richardson, but like then who he uses on the defensive line and in what spots and stunts. So big Mike Caldwell game, I think, just to like have a feel of what the season could look like. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think like Mike Caldwell, in my opinion, is one of their X factors, you know, for a season. I say that after 20 minutes ago, I said, (laughs) defense doesn't matter. They're going to score 100 points (laughs) a game. But like seeing like what strides he makes in year two as a coordinator and like, it seems like the constant message with him, at least when he's talked to the media, has been that he understands like their players more now than he did a year ago. And yeah. I, I think you can kind of tell, like at the start of the year, they had some guys in places they should like Darius Williams never should have been in the slot, but kind of had to be because they paid Shaquille Griffin. So that kind of worked itself out with Griffin getting hurt later in the year. But mm-hmm. I, I I think like he does have a better grasp for his personnel now than he did probably a year ago. And we'll see how much, you know, that pays off. But I'm with you. Like, anything that they can do to throw at Richardson, because so many of the things that he sees in his first, like, season are going to be things he's never seen in his life, like like schemes and, you know, fronts and, you know, techniques that he never saw in college. I mean, especially because he doesn't exactly have a ton of college experience, you know. To begin with, he had the one yeah. season with the full time starter. So I, I'm with you. Like it's not a it's not a week like to play vanilla. You know, it's a week to kind of throw the kitchen sink at him. For sure. And like the Colts are gonna be throwing the kitchen sink at the Jags because like uh, I feel like a slightly underrated storyline is just like the difficulty in preparing for both a head coach and a quarterback who like has no NFL experience. Like Shane Steichen called plays for the Eagles last year and did a really good job, but like he's never been an NFL head coach. So they're going to have like a lot of new stuff. And like, since it's their first year, like we don't know exactly what their offense will look like. So that makes it a little bit difficult for the Jaguars. The fact that like they're the ones that has to play the rookie coach and rookie quarterback first, but there'll be kitchen sinks thrown at each other basically. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, just in terms of the passing game, who on the Colts, like, do you think, like, poses the biggest threat to the Jaguars? Like, just not like the Jaguars personnel. I, I almost feel like it's Downs. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I have his name written down. Uh, yeah. Like, they got Isaiah McKenzie, too. And so, like, I think some people think he's going to be, like, the slot guy uh, for the Colts. But Downs is, like, a super productive receiver in college. And he's just, like, a little small. But – He'll be able to, like, play in the slot in between Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman. And then, like, we've talked all offseason about, like, Trey Herndon in the nickel spot. Um, And, like, whether Gregory Jr. or someone else is going to be able to, like, take that job from him or not. So, seeing how Josh does – Josh Downs does against Trey Herndon and then just, like, in the middle of the field in general will definitely be something to watch for. Josh Downs does. Say that five times fast. Josh Downs does. Josh Downs does. Josh Downs does. Josh Downs. Downs. No, I I I'm with like I feel like Alec Pierce versus Darius Williams is gonna look really weird because Alec Pierce has probably like six inches or so on him. But I also think Williams is like a guy who plays a lot bigger than he is and 
I don't know. I just I don't think Darius Williams is a guy you really worry about, honestly. No. And like <clears throat> it's not gonna be that matchup all game. Like I don't think like Campbell and Williams aren't gonna like shadow either one. At least I wouldn't think, because like there wasn't any shadow assignments between these two teams last year. And if anything, like Campbell might shadow Pierce because he's like a bigger body. Uh but yeah, like even though like there is a big size discrepancy, I'm like I'm more worried about like Darius Williams versus Anthony Richardson on the outside when Richardson runs his way than Darius Williams versus Alec Pierce. Yeah. We saw Darius Williams versus Derrick Henry last year. <laughs> It'd be more or less the same thing. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. How many sacks did Jags finish the game with? I said two to three. <clears throat> uh, three was like my initial thought. I mean, they could finish, like, with zero. Like, if Richardson is, like, Superman and does, like, a Mahomes impression, like, just dancing around, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But at the same time, like, it's his first NFL start. And, like, like how do you view, view Jags D-line versus Colts offensive line? Like, a little bit of a wash? Or do you see one side having an edge? I think the Jags have a little bit of an edge. I don't think the Colts have a good offensive line. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not a uh, Quentin Nelson guy. I think his play has gone downhill a good bit. Ryan Kelly has kind of just been okay for years now. I, I, I'm just not super high on the Colts offensive line. So I have the Jags like with a slight edge. I just – I don't know. I can perfectly see in my head right now Devin Lloyd has a free run to Anthony Richardson and just gets shrugged off like twice. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I feel like the chances for sacks are going to be there. But I do feel like they're going to miss out on quite a couple just because I mean, Richardson, I think, is probably going to be one of the hardest quarterbacks to sack. Yeah. So they'll, like, I feel like we're both, like, kind of confident that the Jaguars are going to have a good pressure rate. It's just a matter of, like, can they finish the sacks, which is kind of like the big question for yeah. the defense in general for 2023. So, I hate first test. I hate this matchup for Devin Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is a terrible matchup for him. He's using Richardson? Yeah. I mean, so is like every mobile quarterback going to be a bad matchup for him? Every mobile quarterback isn't built like a tank. Yeah. Ideally, he would be good against mobile quarterbacks, but Anthony Richardson's a pretty big dude. Yeah. He's a freak. All yeah. right. Here, uh, you got anything else on this side of the ball, or you want to get some game predictions? <laughs> Trayvon Walker, what does he do this week? Like, <laughs> you your silence, three sacks, your like, silence I, speaks volumes. I like I I guess I had like the same idea about him that I had about Anton Harrison. Like I'm not necessarily like thinking or expecting a performance one way or another, but I'll be interested to see afterwards. Like Yeah, I get it, Gus. You're ready to grind the tape. Right, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I don't I think people I think people will be freaking out after the game. Yeah. Because Aiden Hutchinson just unfortunately had like eight pressures in the game and <laughs> Yeah, that was insane. He was in the backfield every other snap. What was that? What does this dad call him Hutch? That was crazy too. I'm glad you I'm not the only one who like picked up on that because I was like, that's weird. I'm gonna call my kid Shipley. <laughs> just ship. And I'll call my kid Log. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving All on. Right. My, I had Josh Downs 
written down for over okay so a little explainer first john and i are gonna do some game predictions each week on thursdays and the way we're gonna organize it just doing it by game props betting props so i was gonna have over written down but i didn't see josh downs list anywhere so i've got richardson over 47 and a half rush yards ridley over five catches lawrence over 1.5 touchdowns and then like if i had to circle one i would say it's etn over 55 rushing yards all overs you're not allowed to bet unders in week one of the season oh no rule oh no heck no okay (laughs) i i am doing yeah strictly prize picks so here here's what i got for this week i got Travis Etienne over, you know, 56 and a half rushing yards. I got <laughs> that that's the only Jaguar one I have on, on this ticket. I have Justin Fields over 0.5 interceptions. What? What? I know. I know. I know. We're talking about Colts Jags, I thought. Justin Fields interception. I'm reading you my prize picks ticket. All that's right. right. All right. Do you have okay. right. That's right. I, I, I got ETN on it. I got ETN on it. Okay. I have Lawrence over to 256.5 passing yards. I also have they have Lawrence at 1.5 passing touchdowns and 12.5 rushing yards. I, I like the over on both of those, honestly. I, basically, any over you can get on, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is a, you know, good idea this week. Calvin Ridley's at Five receptions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy the over on that one. I, I, yeah. I, I think we have five receptions in the first quarter, dude. I, one of my hot takes from earlier was like he's gonna get a first quarter touchdown. Like I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I, I know I was supposed to make a Jaguars only ticket, but I saw the Justin Fields interception thing on there, and I'm like, oh, they only, oh, they only have it at that. I was just like, who, who are the Jags playing this week? Uh? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're we're doing it on Fridays, not Thursdays, for the record. Don't don't confuse our listeners. We Gus and I oh, will be Thursdays, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, you threw me off. Oh, okay. You're talking about a different day. I'm talking about a different game. You know, it's it's week one for us too. Gus and I will be recording twice a week. We'll be you know you'll hear from us on Tuesdays as we break down. You know the game from Sunday and you'll hear from us on Fridays as we preview the upcoming game Friday mornings, bright and early wake up with a hot cup of Logue. <laughs> hot, cup yeah. of hot cup of Joe, hot cup of Logue. No, you don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Either. No, no, I don't think it. it works. It just like sounds weird. Hot cup of Logue. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. What you say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. It sounds way All better right. in your head, but. All right. Guess give me, your game prediction for Sunday. And I, I want a score and I want us to track our records this year. So one of us can hold it over the other. Okay. Do you want to do like uh just straight up win or money line or spread? I mean, Go ahead and give me a spread. All right. Well, I believe the spread is five. Yeah. The Jags are favored by five. So I'll take, yeah. I'll take the Jags spread. Thirty-four, seventeen. Damn, I was gonna say thirty seventeen. All right, well, let me write these down. See who's closer. I. What is 30, I, 
What? 30-17. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think Richardson's going to, like you said, get his on the ground. Yeah. I think he's probably going to get an explosive pass and play here or there, but I also think he's going to turn it over probably a few times. And I just don't think the Colts have the back end on defense to really hang with the Jaguars weapons and Trevor like the, the, the way the only way I see the Jaguars losing this game is if they shoot themselves in the foot in the red yeah. zone, you know, and like turn the ball over like they did in the preseason and they stay out of their own way. They should win this game. Yeah. It's like Richardson is going to have to be Superman, but then like, even if like Richardson is Superman, like he's going to have to both win the game and the Jags are going to have to lose it. Like, yeah, I, I'm doing like a Q&A with the Colts guy from their SB Nation site for Big Cat. And I was like, I would probably take like a 10-point spread just because the offense is going to put up some numbers. And I said the same thing where like it's more the Jags game to lose than Richardson's or the Colts to win. Yeah, no, I'm, I, 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 I agree with you 100% there. So you have a hot take for the game? Uh, I don't have a hot ticket for the game. I've got one for the season. Do you have one for the game specifically? Darn right at you. <laughs> I was thinking, like, maybe, like, Andres, Andre Cisco gets a sack. A strip sack, I mean. Maybe that's <laughs> one for the game. But what, let's hear yours. Shaquille Leonard will be the worst linebacker on Sunday on the field. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know who their other linebacker. Is. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I was like, "How is he gonna be worse than?" The don't guy? worry about it. Don't worry about it. But don't worry about it. But Devin Lloyd, for as much as I said I don't like this matchup, will outplay mm-hmm. Shaq Leonard, which I hate because I'm I'm a big Shaq Leonard guy because he are. has. I did not know that. I would not have thought that. Friend of the podcast, Justice Mosqueda, when yeah. he was writing for Bleacher Report, did an article and he. Like for that draft class, and like said, Leonard is one of the worst picks of the class, like immediately after the draft. And Shaq Leonard did like a little like mini documentary, like a year or two later, like uh-huh. after he's like an all pro. Yeah. And he printed out the article and put it in his locker. <laughs> and you can see Justice in the ads. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> Justice now takes credit for his success, which I think is the only oh, way to go. Okay. Yeah. Dang, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so big Shaq, big Shaq Leonard guy, but I, so, I think see, he, that I makes think... so much sense that you're Leonard fan. Like, of course, because that's like had to have been the reason. Yeah, but I, I think he stinks this week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So look out for Shaq Leonard. Look out for maybe an Andre Cisco strip sack. Uh, I got two season long trade takes. One is that the Rams trade Sean McVay because. Like, Cooper Cup's injury at this point is, like, so ridiculous. And, like, it seems like pretty good chance of Stafford and especially Aaron Donald. Like, every day that passes, it seems, like, more likely that they could be traded at some point this season with, like, how bad the rest of the Rams roster is. But, like, I feel like McVay isn't the kind of guy to, like, take a full year off. So, like, if he doesn't want to continue being part of the Rams rebuild, then, like, he could be, like, the first coach to request a trade. So that's just, like, my ridiculous – a hot take for the season before it starts. And then for the Jags, uh, I think they'll trade for a defensive lineman before the deadline. Okay. I think their, their offense is going to, like, bar injury, their offense will be very good, and it will be top 10. So, like, I kind of think, like, as we're in the midseason, they're going to be like, ooh, like, are we a player away maybe? So. Yeah. My, 
I don't even know this is a hot take, but my take for the season is Rams finish with the number one pick. Aaron Donald rides off into the sunset. Sean McVay. Basically, the Los Angeles Rams collapse completely and crater out. I mean, I would agree with like the first round take or first overall pick thing if Josh Jobs wasn't starting week one for the Cardinals. That's just insane. You ready for a quick round of bulky ball? <laughs> I still don't understand this segment, but yeah. <laughs> After watching last night's game, Juwan Taylor and his contract or oh. yeah, come on. Come on. Tell me which one? Which one? Oh what what's the question? So would you rather have Juwan Taylor on his current deal or Anton Harrison? A I believe a third round compensatory pick and eighty million dollars in cap space. You got Juwan, both. I, I think I would have said Jawan a week ago. You, like, you yeah. did say Jawan a week ago. <laughs> so the reason I'm sticking with it is I'm not gonna overreact to one game. Like it was like he's been in the league for four or five years, but it was his first game as a chief. Like clearly the Chiefs offense was a little all over the place in general. Like I agree that he did not look good, but yeah, I don't feel happy about my answer. <laughs> I feel like I just got pocket balled, but I'm not gonna overreact to his first game with the new team. You just got masterclassed. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll have a I'll have a new I'll, I'll have a I'll have a new take for bulky ball next week. We'll leave Juwan <laughs> one. I'll I'll develop a new one. Okay. Uh, I if, to, if I knew how to edit, I'd put like the Mortal Kombat like. <laughs> That's good. Well, I feel like I've been saying for a while that we're gonna get graphics, and we do have this. This Jaguar report one up here for the YouTube watchers, but oh wait, point eventually we'll get like a this way. I don't want to point that way. Okay, not gonna, not okay. Not gonna deal with it. So, yeah, we, we saw a graphic. Right <laughs> that was way harder than it should have been. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a great sign for what we want to hold for this this production. Do you have any? <clears throat> A season long hot takes, but then also like Super Bowl winner, like NFL awards, like any takes like that before the season starts. Okay, so before last night, I had Chiefs over Eagles in the Super Bowl. Ooh, now, I like that. That's that's a good pick. That's cool. I'm just definitely I'm definitely afraid of the Chiefs' offense if Kelsey doesn't play now, like because Mahomes is uh, Mahomes is still a magician. People are like, oh, if he's so good, he should be able to make it work. He would have completed fourth and twenty-five last night if Sky Moore wasn't terrible. Dude, that was—I forgot about that play. I was in yeah. shock. Yeah, so I'm hesitant on the Chiefs because of that. So I'm uh I'm gonna go ahead and pivot and go Eagles over the Bengals. John, this is insane that you're changing your pick because I said my pick for the Super Bowl was the Ravens in like February in the entire offseason. You don't let me change it. Now it's I'm still, it's, about the Ravens. It's still now, your pick, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna keep the Ravens as my Super Bowl pick. But just like the fact that it's been one game, you're like, nah. <laughs> you got hockey ball. You don't. You don't get a sack. <laughs> uh, all right. So Eagles over Bengals. Right. I got, I, got right now. I won't change it. 
Ravens over Seahawks for me. Because, like, the Eagles or the Cowboys, I feel like, are pretty two pretty good bets to make it. Uh, but then, like, if – like, I wanted to uh, think of a long shot. And outside of Cowboys and Eagles, like, Seahawks had me the most intrigued. But 49ers. Bro. Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold, no. I'm not betting on that. Like, no. yeah, make the playoffs. And, like, Sam Darnold is probably going to end up winning Super Bowl MVP. But, no. Like, I, I've been, like – I feel like the past two years I've been, like, oh, Kyle, or Kyle Shanahan plus, like, a sick defense. Like, that's a lock. I'll, t- I'll, like, buy low on them to win the Super Bowl. But now I'm sick of it. I'm sick of that. So. All right. Well, I'll- I'm a real quarterback like Geno Smith. Yeah. That's right. All right, I'll go MVP Joe Burrow. God. Really? So many Bengals takes. Yeah, yeah. It unfortunately feels like their year. Um, I'm going to go Offensive Player of the Year, A.J. Brown. Defensive Player of the Year, T.J. Watt. Comeback Player of the Year. No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna do comeback. I, I don't know why. I, I'm like, like thinking of like the natural order. Hamlin, so yeah. we can just say Demar Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, coach of the year. I'll go Pete Carroll. Nice. I'll go Pete Carroll. He's my pick last year. Yeah. Offensive rookie of the year. I'll go. That's tough. Uh, no, actually, that's not tough. What am I talking about? B. John Robinson. I don't know why I said that was tough. Defensive rookie year. I'm gonna go Brian Branch. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that leads the league in pick sixes. By the way, dude. What I don't understand is like, why did Brian Branch and David Montgomery switch numbers? Like, David Montgomery was out there wearing five. I was like, who is this guy? And then Brian Branch shows up in 32. It's like I feel like they gotta like switch those. I was I was pretty discombobulated. But. Yeah. All right. I got. I did an article on Big Cat Country, so I'll just read them out. And I did like based on odds. So I did Lawrence for MVP just because you got to get the clicks. Uh, <clears throat> Jalen Hurts would probably be my pick if I didn't pick Trevor. And then offensive player of the year, Garrett Wilson. Um, defensive player, Nick Bosa, but kind of want to change that to Michael Parsons. Offensive rookie of the year, Jordan Addison, because like, yeah, it'll probably be Bijan, but I feel like Addison is the best non-Bijan pick. Uh Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson. Coach of the Year, Matt LaFleur. Super Bowl winner, Chiefs. Or Ravens. Is it is it a hot take to say I think the Packers finish like near, like below 500? Really? I, I, I think the Packers are going to be – I mean, I said just said Matt LaFleur, Coach of the Year. Yeah. I'm just like – since like we don't know what Jordan Love is yet, I think they're like a solid buy low team because like LaFleur is a good coach and like their defensive coaching is suspect, but they've got a good defensive roster. Yeah. So if if Jordan Love like ends up hitting, then like the Packers will be a playoff team. So that's like, fair. There's, there's there's plenty of like other teams with like the same expectations who don't have the same ceiling. That's that's right. really all it is. That's fair. That's fair. I I'm mostly bullish on their skill positions, but that's fair. That's fair. But uh, other than that, you had nothing offensive. <laughs> Sweet. Great. Yeah. That's what I go for. Exactly. I mean, you know, I've got a buddy 
who lives in Chicago, I'm going to make him put a $20 on Ridley Offensive Player of the Year for me to win, like, I don't know what that would be. But, like, I was debating it with one of my buddies the other day. He's like, there's a 0% chance. I was like, no, nah, there's a non-0% chance. Like, it's oh, – yeah. you think it's, like, in Ridley's range of outcomes to be Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah. That's, like, that's yeah. my only point. I think he could go insane. Like, yeah. I, I think his numbers could absolutely explode. So, 100%. All right, well, that's a good segue because I've got all of our hot takes from this offseason written down, so I'm going to, like, just read them off so we can get a little bit of a refresher. Okay. Should I go most recent to least recent or vice versa? Maybe. Let's go least recent to most recent. Go go in chronological order. Okay. All right, we're going to start off with you. I'm not going to remember saying any of these. (laughs) All right, we're starting off with John's takes from this offseason starting with, like, February-ish going up to now. First one was Trayvon Walker, at least seven and a half sacks. I've already said it. <laughs> Good. Uh, Hasty will be second in carries, touches, and snaps behind ETN. Did I say that before or after the draft? It was definitely after the draft. Like that was like <laughs> a tank hate Bigsby take, just like disguised as a hasty. Okay, take. yeah, uh, that that was a terrible take. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> Luke Farrell, second most catches among tight ends, catches and snaps. I'm that was a Brent Strange take, basically. Cling into that one for dear life. Go on. <laughs> uh, trailer Park, Park Boys sucks. That's one we did yes. on top TV shows. Correct. Uh, Devon Hamilton will lead the Jags' interior defensive line in sacks. Moving on. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, 100 receptions. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Jags will have a top three passing offense by DVOA. Well, they moved the website, so I'm no longer a subscriber, but yes. I was going to ask about that, actually. Is yeah. DVOA like, available somewhere, though, just not there? Yeah, yeah. It's at, at Aaron Schatz's new website. I, I can't tell you what it is. All right. I'll have to check that out. But if we don't yeah. do DVOA, DVOA, we'll just do like EPA per play. Yeah. Uh, and then Aiden Hutchinson, less than six sacks in 2023. Did he get he's it? on pace. He's on pace for zero this year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a good one. That's my most accurate one, right? That is, as things stand today, my most accurate one. Oh man! All right, uh, my takes going from farthest away to today is Brandon McManus, top three fantasy kicker this year. Ridley Pro Bowler. I honestly don't know like which of us said Ridley Pro Bowler and which of us said Ridley 100 receptions, but like. We both think Ridley's going to have a really good season. Uh, I said Evan Engram's going to play on the franchise tag in 2024, so that was terrible. Balky bald. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got balky bald too by Strange and Bigsby, basically. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, I haven't been masterclassed. You've been masterclassed. All right, Let's well, go. I'm going to make sure to like save these so that I can get my chance of balky balling you. Uh, my next one was offensive guard will be the biggest – team need next offseason. Uh, Will Anderson's going to have three sacks in week three. That was kind of an Anton Harrison take. And Ridley will have a first quarter touchdown against the Colts this Sunday. Yeah, that that's a hot take. Yeah, that, that's that's a score. That take. is that's a hot a... take, John. Come How on. is that a hot take? We need to <laughs> uh, We're, we're going to take this up to the committee. Literally, like, anyone having a first quarter touchdown besides a quarterback is a hot take. Oh, now you're going to go off probability and <laughs> math and reality. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Says the guy's been getting bulky bald. Hell out of here. That's that's my problem is that I I try to use the logic as much as much as I can. And bonky ball is just like I got there's nothing to stop that. That's the thing with hot takes, you have to throw logic out the window. You have to you know, give the world a kick in the pants. All right. Well we'll, we'll see which of these methods works a little bit better and well <laughs> I've already said otherwise on half of mine in print, so <laughs> I don't remember the trademark one at all. <laughs> I don't remember like the hasty one. <laughs> like I said that. Dude, you loved the hasty one because, like, like you were getting. I mean, like, rightfully so. Getting sick of like the like Bigsby hype and like, oh my gosh, like it's gonna, he's gonna be like the one B E against one A or whatever. So then yeah. you like, yeah, you you really fired off that one. That was a good yeah. one. <laughs> I tend to do that, don't I? <laughs> All right, so the our just to recap, our hot takes for this week are Jags to trade for a defensive lineman before the deadline, and what was I didn't write it down. Your Jack Leonard team. will be the worst linebacker on okay. the field. Whatever that means. <laughs> How are we gonna judge that? Just vibes with your yeah. eyes. Yeah, with your eyes. Yeah, Mister. I can't wait to grind the film, and I don't care he does. I'm just excited to watch it. Watch how Jack Leonard does. You get back to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's Leonard worst linebacker. <laughs> that's how we're gonna quantify it. <laughs> He's about to have the game of his life now. <laughs> uh, we don't. We don't need to like check back on like our previous hot takes every single week. But next week for sure, we're gonna check in on how Shaq. Hot take right we are. <laughs> I'll see you Tuesday. All right. All right. We did a score <laughs> prediction. We both think it's gonna be thirty something points to 17 expecting big Lawrence games, big Ridley games, big Doug Peterson games. You got anything else before we get out of here? I don't, my friend, other than check Jaguar report tomorrow morning for our full staff predictions. You know, it, last year it was just me and Brett Hahn. This year we have about six people giving predictions each week and I'm going to be doing NFL picks weekly. I'm Owen oh. one. I'm Owen one to start the year. Same. <laughs> I was going to say, though, like, same thing at Big Cat Country. We got some staff picks. I don't know if we have as many as six, but we got staff yeah. predictions over there. Plus, like, we're picking every game. So we'll be able to, like, keep our own stats, like, through our own websites, but compare it here. We, we yeah, I, I, I like that. We should come up with a punishment for who, uh, who has the worst record. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Not the Waffle House punishment. <laughs> Not that. What about SAT punishment? So, so uh, my fantasy group of my high school friends, somebody mm-hmm. suggested something that he saw. It was like, you have to go like basically on like a street corner with an instrument. You don't know how to play mm. and play it. And you can stop playing when you collect $20. Whoa. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I'll, as long as it's not like you're not in the street corner out in August. Like that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming you've never played before, though, that's good. I yeah. feel like I just heard a really good fantasy punishment the other week. I can't think of it. Yeah. So we, we will. Classic, yeah. So we will see. But that's all I got for this week, Gus. You got anything else? Right, well, we'll think of a good punishment. And uh, we'll see you guys back here on Monday for the recap and a punishment and a review of Shaq Leonard. We'll see you on Tuesday.
Tuesday. What did I say Monday? <laughs> <laughs> you said Monday and Thursday. We're not recording yeah. on either of those days. Yeah, sweet fun for everyone. Yeah, so we will see you guys on Tuesday. So thank you from John and Gus. Thank you guys for listening.